Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Monday, the 20th of February. The year is fair cracking on. I'm Derek Clark, of course, and I'm joined this morning uh, by none other than Stevie Clifford. How are we doing, Stevie? Good morning, mate. Did you almost forget to introduce yourself? <laughs> Forgot my own name there, actually, which is uh, not a good start to to, to the week. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, listen, it's uh, good to talk all things Rangers once again, isn't it? It certainly is, and uh, another really positive weekend for the club. So um, now it's a build up to the little matter of a cup final at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, loads to talk about, folks. Uh, of course, another great result at the weekend over at the. the wonderfully named Tony Macaroni Arena, uh, and then we had the Hall of Fame last night as well. So there's lots to discuss. Before we do that, uh, just a quick reminder, um, we've got that tremendous offer on the website just now. Not only is it just £1 for three months' worth of content, but you also get entered into a draw for two tickets to the League Cup final on Sunday. So make sure you subscribe, folks. It ends at midnight on Wednesday. So last couple of days to take advantage of it, just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel for, for free. Over 11,500 of you now subscribing. So thanks very much for doing so. And a quick word for our sponsors uh, as well. Seneca Hair Restoration, the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe. These are the guys to go to, folks, if you're looking to uh, reinvent uh, the top of your head, perhaps. If you want a Todd Cantmiller or, or something similar, then these are the guys to go to. Right, let's talk uh, Rangers, Stevie. First of all, you were at the, the Hall of Fame uh, gala last night. How did it go? Well, we, I was at the, I was behind the scenes, Derek. So I wasn't actually at the gala as such, um, but I covered the behind the scenes access for Four Lads blog and also for Rangers Review. So we got some exclusive interviews with Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, and the captain James Tavernier, which you'll be able to see, hear and read on the sites, Rangers Review, um, on the next three afternoons. So that's good content as we head towards the cup final on Sunday. So it was, you know, it was a great insight, Derek. It was really fascinating just to see how it all works behind the scenes. Obviously, um, got to see them speak to Sky and then they spoke to our own Rangers television before coming and speaking to us. So it was great. By the time they kind of spoke to the fan media side of things, they were very relaxed and uh, and it was a, it was a very nice discussion. Some good some good honest answers in there. We we asked um, Alan McGregor, for example, some of his favourite saves, which was really interesting from his point of view. The ones that he recalls, there's a couple of really good ones in there. Um, similarly, we asked Stephen Davis about his favourite moments, his favourite goals, and and James Tavernier the same. So some of the the choices give you a wee bit of insight into how the players kind of feel about um, their own moments at the club as well. But overall, a really great night. It was really surreal because we were upstairs, um, Derek, kind of behind uh, behind the scenes away from things. The players came up and they were just kind of mulling about. So I was having a wee look around the shop. Obviously, it was closed, but having a look at some of the stuff. And I was there checking out an ACDC um, jumper when a wee voice says to me next to me that's that's that looks really good then you turn around and it's fashion sakala with a big smile on his face wow so um it was very surreal and but the guy do you know what um all credit to the players and um ranger staff particularly the media team for the access but the players couldn't be nicer um you know that i think we forget sometimes they're just normal guys but when they come in and, and just say hello and speak to you and that's a really surreal and nice thing but 
congratulations first and foremost as well. We shouldn't forget that to the inductees, Alan, um, Stephen Davis and James Tavernier, all really, really well deserved from the, the three of them. And let's hope that, that come next weekend we've got more to celebrate. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Of course, the inductees folks uh, were uh, the current squad members, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis. I don't think anyone could cry that. Maybe a bit of jibiety, perhaps. Could there not be, Steve, about James Tavernier? I can understand why he has been inducted, but um, for me, Hall of, Hall of Fame, McGregor and Davis coming to the, the end of their careers, it's fair to say, but Tavernier, I think there's still a lot of... Uh, miles in the tank yet um, uh, has it maybe a bit too early to, to uh, induct him where, where do you stand on that one you know fine well where I stand on that one and you've seen me you've seen me have loads of discussions online about it so listen all I'll say is that um, James Tavernier has as captain Rangers an invincible season he's also um, captain the club in a, in a fantastic run to a European final he has um, I think he's got 95 goals and 112 assists you know, crazy stat-wise. But what I would say is the argument that he needs to win more and really cement his place is something that he discusses as well. So, um, you know, with, with regards to the, the captain, um, I think we should put a wee bit of respect on his name. But there's also, as, at the same time, there's a, a very valid argument on the other side. But personally, you know what, I, I, I just think it's, um, you know, it might be a nice wee boost for the guys ahead of Sunday and that's all. And that's really the the main yeah. um, concern, and um, they all speak really well about it. They're all they're all quite excited, um, and it's also quite funny when we are interviewing um, James Tavernier. Uh, we get interrupted by a wee shout or two from the background from one of his teammates. So I'll let you all guess who that might be, but um, it, it was quite funny, and it's well worth a, a listen as well. So. Yeah, uh, excellent stuff. Uh, Robert Bunny says Davis should have had it his before now. It, it was stopped for a good number of years, it, wasn't it, Stevie? It, was it twenty fourteen? It stopped something around mm -hmm. about there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so obviously it's it's, it's been uh, reintroduced, which is a, a great thing, and it culminates in obviously the, the grand opening uh, of New Edmonton House. So uh, yeah, listen, I think lots of comments coming in with regards to whether uh, Tav deserves it or not, but. Comments for Chris Hutton says he deserves it. Uh, Ross Armour says it. He captained us to arguably the most important title uh, in our history. Um, but there's other ones as well. I mean, Andrew Gill says, uh, how many trophies has Tavernier won with the club? Are we Kilmarnock or are we Rangers? So uh, that's the good thing about football. It's all about opinions. Um, but yeah, the inductees, I, th I think uh, Davis and Tavernier certainly up there and being deserving of the award. Yeah. Derek, I think the thing about that is we could look at Ray Wilkins, who only won three titles in a very short time with Rangers, but everybody, I think, would be sitting saying that Butch deserves, you know, mm. his place in the Hall of Fame because of, you know, how good he was and his kind of legendary status throughout the game. Um, so, look, I think that if you were to categorise Rangers Hall of Fame differently um, and perhaps have it um, on 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 things one and stuff like that, you know, certain people in there wouldn't get in there. But, um, you know, it's what makes us great. There's a lot to um, discuss and there's always a discussion about everything, Derek, isn't there? So yeah. um, I'm reluctant to get too knee-deep in it. I've been here before and uh, gave my opinion and, it, and it's kind of went the other way. But, listen, if Tav was to bend one in on Sunday afternoon, and um, just like he did on Saturday there, I think we'd all be delighted and there would be not really many arguments on Sunday night. So I hope he goes on and, and cements his legacy 
um, add some more trophies, and then we can we can put this whole argument to bed. Yeah, if it was based on trophies, then uh, Dan Egan would be certainly up there for a for a shout for a. Uh, <laughs> I think it's disgraceful that he's not in it already. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. um, and Francis Jeffers too. Yeah, so a couple of um, couple of yeah. starting names. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Ian Thompson uh, gives you, Stevie says, exactly, Stevie. It's all in the context uh, of the times. Right, let's talk uh, the actual uh, football then. Um, another good result at the weekend, solid uh, result over at a venue that Rangers have historically done pretty well in recent years, but it's it's not a match, and Michael Beale said as, as much. It's never going to be a beauty contest with the, with the surface that they're playing on, but Rangers uh, uh, professional uh, in their... Uh, in their display, winning by 3-0 James Tavenier with a double, one from the penalty spot, an absolutely sensational free kick in the second half before Kamar Roof got on the score sheet himself coming off the bench, uh, which was great to see. Uh, Stevie, your, your big talking, big takeaways from, from the game at the weekend, a potential banana skin heading into uh, the match uh, on Sunday. I think the big surprise for me, and no doubt for you, was uh, no Malik Tillman in the match day squad um, for this one. Slight concerns if he's going to be fit for Sunday? Nah, he looked fine last night. He, uh, <laughs> he was walking about absolutely fine. Um, and and hopefully he'll be okay. I think maybe just a precaution ahead of, you know, on that pitch and ahead of um, on, on Sunday. So same with Ryan Jack. I expect both of them to be absolutely fine. What I would say about Saturday is that I thought it was an excellent result. I was really pleased with it. If you'd said to me beforehand, Derek, that we would look so comfortable and um, Alan McGregor wouldn't have a save to make, then I would have been, um, I would have taken that, you know, we, three goals, created some good opportunities as well. Listen, I don't think it was perfect. You know, people people will say that there's dips and stuff. And we've spoke a lot about here on this, Derek, about the type of performances we've been getting um, under Michael Beale and, and stuff like that. And it, and it was similar, start strong dip a wee bit, then push on again, start well in the halves, have a wee dip, then finish strongly. It's 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 the same kind of theme. We're searching for that Tyne Castle 90-minute yeah. performance, but it's difficult. Livingston played one up front in, in Joel Newbley. They tried to fire it long like they did the first game of the season. Now, if we remember that first game of the season, how much trouble they actually caused us with that long ball, um, and how difficult it was. The defending on Sunday was very, very good. Hats, a hat tip as well to Connor Goldson, who was magnificent against Nubly, and Ben Davis next to him, who look, look like a really strong partnership now. So give give them credit. Um, they really have come on. And, you know, the, the big plus points, are obviously, aside of the, the, the defending and the comfortableness, Nico Raskin was incredibly good. He yep. looks, um, he's got a little bit of everything, a little bit of Gattuso in there, yep. a little bit of, um, you know, that energy, that drive. Um, he's, he's got the passing range. He, he's always progressive. It's always quick. He's got a real tempo to him, Derek. He wants to pop it off and, and play and, and set, you know, the, the, the tempo for the whole squad. So that was really good. Um, you know, you've got Todd Cantwell next to him, who had a really efficient game. Um Sometimes overdoes it, goes and wins it back. Didn't think the front three quite, uh, clicked quite as well as it could have in the first half. Um, but then we had a um, an excellent cameo from Kamar Roof, who looked really sharp. His movement was fantastic. A, a really good goal. And um, so in terms of your big takeaways, 
if you're looking at the last 20 minutes or so, I think everybody looked at Kamar Roof and thought, if we could just keep this boy fit, then, oh, no. then he would be such a attribute, yeah. such a weapon for us in our squad. But he was he was incredibly good on Saturday. Um, and he was like the Kamar Roof that made such an impact on the 55 season. So a lot of positives in there. Um, but I think the big takeaway for me, strangely enough, was how comfortable we looked on, on what is a, a, a really tricky place to go. Um, you know, give me a 3-0 win at Livingston any day of the week. So I was really pleased. Yeah, lots of comments coming in, uh, touching on a number of, of different subjects from, from the game. Aldo says, I think Raskin is going to be massive uh, on Sunday. Uh, I agree. Um, I've been impressed with him uh, from... from uh, it's a couple of performances in that substitute appearance that, that, that he's made so far. Uh, just touching on, on Roof, though, uh, Stevie, um, some interesting comments coming in. Uh, I, 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 too, was delighted to see him getting on the score sheet and looking sharp again. Blue Ninja says, uh, Roof starting instead of Morelos on Sunday. He looked dangerous and lively when he came on. And Alan says, uh, would you start Roof on Sunday? Is that a selection headache, do you think, for Michael Beal? Or do you think he'll go with uh, Alfredo up top to start? Well, Kamar Roof could play on the right side, Derek. So it's a really interesting dynamic. He came on and he was right side. Listen, I, I don't think Fashion Sakala played that well on, on Saturday. Now, I don't think he was terrible. That's not my point. It's not a criticism. But I think when you look at overall contributions for the 90 minutes, Kamar Roof was on for 20 minutes and did, you know, did himself no um, harm at all. Whereas um, Fashion was maybe a wee bit quieter. Uh, but there's a lot to be said, Derek, for Rangers tiring out teams. They're a bit, they're a bit different to how um, other teams play. You know, there might be a perception in our our support that we want to see Rangers go and smash teams three, four nil instantly and constant attacks. Rangers aren't really like that. We're a possession based team. We really work to tire the opposition out. When you listen to Levy players and, and the manager from the weekend, they said that that um, way Rangers move the ball, the quickness and how they tire you out side to side, players that can dictate. Glenn Kamara had a good game on Saturday, for example, a lot better popping it off and stuff like that. Um, then when Kamara Roof does come on for the 20 minutes with fashion, having done his work, and maybe we've not seen the attacking threat we've seen normally from fashion, but Kamara comes on and he gets all the space and he then gets to fresh legs against tired defences. So it's a lot to be said for that side of the argument as well. So it's not a criticism, but Kamar did have a 20 minutes that would really put him, I think he's well within the the kind of discussions for starting. I think that Kamar Roof, you know, there's an argument here. I know Johnny um, said at the weekend, I don't quite agree with him. I still think Alfredo Morelos is our best uh, number nine on form, but Kamar Roof's movement and his finishing, arguably, as, as as good if right. not better, yeah, so, yeah. but he's a completely different player. I don't think we could play without Alfredo's strength and he's holding up, etc. So if you get Kent Morelos Roof, possibly Fashion coming on, um, Cantwell coming on, options of Hadji, things like that. I think the midfield is going to be Raskin and one. So you're looking at it being Raskin and Jack or Raskin and Lundstrom, and I hopefully Tillman would sit in front. But all of a sudden, Derek, you've got Kamara, Lundstrom or Jack, you've got Cantwell, you've got Hadji, you've got Roof, you've got um, Cholak. The options now are, are starting to look a lot more fresh and a lot more better than they have been recently. So we, there is, excuse me, there is certainly a, a strength in depth and there is, um, you know, there is options 
for Michael Beale at the weekend, and he'll want it that way. So yeah. Kamaru's definitely in in the mix. I was really impressed with him with his uh, twenty minute cameo on Saturday yeah. night for sure. Yeah, uh, Ian Edwards says uh, he, he goes along with you, uh, Steve, with regards to possibly playing on the right-hand side. He's going for a front three of Kent Morelos uh, and Roof. Um, and I'll see, it's, it's a question that, that I think, uh, I'm not sure if I pose it to you or to uh, Johnny uh, at the tail end of, uh, last week with regards to the Livingston game, but I'll see says uh, the other big issue is who plays next to Raskin. Um Kamara, get the nod. I thought he would do it at the weekend. Um, you mentioned Jack there, Stevie. Would you be inclined to possibly start him, just given his bite and what have you at Hamden? I guess it's dependent when we speak to Michael Beale, who will be available. We are speaking to him quite early in the week. Um, so, I mean, things can change between uh, what Tuesday, I think it is, at the press conference and, uh, of course, Sunday. Uh, but just if we're playing devil's advocate and every midfielder is, is 100% fit, who are you selecting next to Nico Raskin, who, uh, for me, is one of the first names in the team sheet? Ryan Jack. So it's Jacko for me. I think we have to win the battle first. I would look to get 60 minutes out of Ryan Jack and then bring on John Lundstrom. And the only reason that John Lundstrom's not starting for me is that couple of weeks out. So yeah. I think that he would be the substitute's choice. But I think we need to win the battle first. So Ryan Jack would play for me. I've been quite impressed with Ryan Jack's form before. Um, he's he's kind of come out slightly with his wee knock and he, he, he was sat out of the party game anyway. Um, until I think the last couple of minutes. So um, the thing is, like Jim says there, Cantwell, Lundstrom, Raskin, mm. for me that's too lightweight and I don't think it, it wins. And it's also, if you remember Michael Beale's comments, he said it would always be two from four and then one of the ones slightly in front. So if you're thinking you're one in front, would Todd Cantwell wouldn't count as one of the six, eight positions he would play further forward, I think. So... I would be really surprised. You've got to look at as well, Derek, the, the past performances against them um, where we've lost the midfield battle. We got a bit of a doing at the start of the season because our midfield was Kamara, um, you know, centrally anchored in there. Tillman played, I think, off the right side and stuff. We didn't win that battle. We didn't follow the runners. And let's not be naive. They've got a strong midfield. McGregor, Hitate, O'Reilly yeah. are, are decent players, are, are very good players in form. So we need to win that first and we need to stop them. We did it well at New Year. And I think, you know, eight eight weeks, um, eight weeks on from um what we did at, at New Year against them, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it is, and we're a lot stronger now than we were then. So um I, I think we're in a really good place going ahead of, of the cup final at the weekend. And we've got a real good shot. We won't be favourites, but that suits us. You know, that suits us down yeah. to the ground. We have to win that midfield battle. So it's Ryan Jack for me starting next to next to um, Nico Raskin. So and then Malik Tillman in front. So yeah, um, yeah. that would be my choice. But as you said, uh, we'll speak to Michael Beale tomorrow at Hamden, get a wee bit of an update from him on the injuries and things, and then we can um we can see what he says and, and how the injury are looking. I I I'm pretty convinced all of them will play. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure that the likes of Ryan Jack's calf was most likely they're not going to risk him on that surface. So none of that really surprises me that he didn't play at the weekend. Yeah, and Pete Lawrence says, has Tillman just been resting? Michael Beale was asked about this in his post-match press conference. He was asked about Lundstrom and Tillman and Jack. Uh, he says, 
They are big doubts for next week because they were not available. Malik has got a problem with his hamstring, Jacko with his calf, and obviously John with his ankle. I'm optimistic to think those, plus maybe Scott Arfield will return to training at the back end of the week, but it will be touch and go. What you saw today might be what we have, and I was delighted with what I got today. Um, I'm just hoping he's playing a bit of mind games there, uh, Stevie, and, and the build-up to Old Firm Week, he, he's... He's taken part in, in a number of them, of course, as a coach to Stephen Gerrard. He took that team uh, when Hillander scored that goal when uh, COVID ravaged the squad last season uh, as well. So you'll know all about the pantomime that uh, of uh, Old Firm Week. Uh, I just hope Tillman's a big one for me. That That is the one player for me that has to start this game. He, he's, he's a match winner. Uh, that being said, um, it's, I know he's came on to a game, hasn't he, uh, 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 under Michael Beale, but I mean, the match at Parkhead, I think everyone would tend to forget. He was pretty anonymous there. The one at Ibrooks, I thought he was okay. Um, but you just you just want him fit and firing, don't you? He has to start this game if, if Rangers have got designs to, to win this trophy. Not saying that they, they wouldn't be able to win it if, if they wasn't playing, but he's a he's a big, big player, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Of course he is. Um, and he's got beta. And beta, he also adds a lot of bite to the team. He, he can... Yes. Um, he, he, he works really hard and he's got such a great recovery and he wins a lot of balls back. So if you think about who he might be up against on, on, on Sunday, say perhaps you think Jack McGregor, um, Raskin maybe would go on to Hitati, I think. And then you would look at Tillman being up against O'Reilly. Now O'Reilly is a similar luxury player. He can be quite quiet in games. He can, um, but he's he's capable. You know, he can play passes and he can take a shot and stuff like that. So I think Tillman's quite a. He, he would probably match up um, like for like and and systems. I'm not saying they're similar players, but in the setups they, they maybe would go against each other. So Tillman's got the possibility there to go in and and be able to influence our team in our game like he has. But and this may be controversial, folks. Um, it's it's not meaning to be, but I'm. Malik Tillman needs a big performance in one of these games. Um, yeah, he's had it throughout, Derek. It's not a criticism, so it's not here to be, you know, to, to try and have a go at him. That's not the case. But he's, he's a young lad and everything. We know that the trajectory of his Rangers career so far. We need him to to have a, a really good performance at, at Hamden and um, light it up, so to speak. It might not be great for our chances if Bayern are watching, but um, in terms of us winning the cup and him having that that really big. And performance. I think he's all set for it as well, Derek. He's really come on the last um, you know, couple of months under Michael Beale. Um, Maka says there he's a different animal. I, I completely agree. You know, the work rate we're getting out of him and, and the ability, you know, the little game changing moments and stuff is is really, you know, really exciting when we watch him. I think he'll be fine. Like I generally do. Yeah. I'm not opposed to Michael Beale um keeping people guessing ahead of the weekend. So um Let's get a big performance out of him. He can score the fourth and the fifth. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Um, lots of different comments coming in as well with regards to the events at the weekend. Um, we'll touch on this one first. Millerman says, uh, thoughts on Cantwell? Uh, if I lead on from that, Craig McIntyre says, uh, do you think Cantwell will play at the weekend? Uh, what's your thoughts on, on that, Stevie? No, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll maybe get some part in it. Look, Todd Cantwell... Um, I think it's going to be a really decent squad option for us. There'll be times when he does play first-team games. Um, there'll be times when he gets minutes. It's up to Todd Cantwell to push on and kind of prove that he can start the really big games. 
um, and not just be a, a squad kind of option. He's going to do well for Rangers. I don't think there's any doubts upon that. I think he'll be a really good, solid player. Um, I would also say that on on Saturday, I don't think the front three were as firing as, as could be in front of him. And I include Kent in that. I include Morelos, as, as we've already spoken about, Sakala. So they didn't do a lot. There wasn't a lot for Cantwell to kind of hit and, and do. Thought he worked really hard. Um, he lost the ball a couple of times and retrieved it. He's, he's got that eye for the pass. He, he wasn't, look, he wasn't outstanding or anything on Saturday, but I thought he was quietly efficient. I thought he did okay. It wasn't a an 8, 9 out of 10. It was more of a 6, 7 efficient performance from him. I think, he, you know, I've watched him. I think he, he looks like he'll be fine. Other moments, he'll, he'll, he'll be able to create goals and get assists and stuff. And he'll get decent numbers for Rangers and he'll do a good return in his time here. He just needs to... Not it's again. He's only been here a couple of weeks, so I'm not trying to go over the top. But for me, he he needs to kick on a wee bit before we would consider him starting the likes of the likes of Sunday for me. But he's also got a lot of competition in front of him. He's basically competing with Malik Tillman for Sunday. So if Malik Tillman doesn't make it, he's right in the reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Nice comment as well that that came in. Um. From. Uh, I'm just trying to find it now. Just on Bailey Rice, of course, making his debut at the weekend. Quite incredible. Gordon gets in touch. Morning, Gordon. Brilliant to see young Bailey Rice getting a start. Definitely one for the future. Such an exciting prospect and chose us over lots of other offers. Quite incredible. I mean, he captained Scotland under-17s in Spain uh, on Friday afternoon. Then the next day, he's uh, making his uh, senior Rangers debut at just 16 years of age, Stevie. Uh, I, th- I read a stat where um, he was born, I think, the week that the Arctic Monkeys released their debut album, which makes us feel 106 years old. Um, quite incredible. Yeah, uh, proper Rangers dashed off that when I read that. <laughs> and like He was born in 2006, which is just ridiculously scary. Um, you know, congratulations to young man. That comment there is quite an interesting one. When he when we kind of pinched him from Motherwell and um, brought him over to Rangers, there was a lot of like Motherwell were quite upset at that. Yeah. Um, and you know, in terms of Rangers getting a, a real good youngster, spoke to a couple of people that that knew him from that time as well, and they speak really highly of him. Thought he did absolutely fine on um, Saturday when he came on. He used he looked for the ball. He used it. He had a wee run forward when he cut a ball back, um, which. You know, was really encouraging to see. He's a lefty as well, Derek. So uh, there's something more elegant about a left footer midfielder. We've all got a wee kind of fancy in our lifetime. We've seen the likes of, you know, George Alberts, Gio himself, Kevin Thompson. We all warm to them. Um, you know, that natural left-sided player that can that can play as such. So congratulations to the young man. Incredible, though, that he played on the Friday afternoon and then back to get a few minutes on on the on the Saturday, but um, all credit to him and uh, big congratulations. Now it's up to him to build on it and, and kick on and make sure he gets more minutes and make sure he gets more subs and he's in amongst it and, and training well. But he should be flying, and it's a real good thing for the the other people and the other boys in the academy as well to see that um, see Zach Lovelace on the bench and stuff at the weekend as well. So yeah. good on them. Uh, well done to Bailey Rice, and let's hope it's it's more um, more of what we're going to see. 
Yeah, I like Michael Beale's comments on him after the game. He says, listen, it's been really tough in the time that I've been back. We've had a lot of interaction with the B-team players coming across. Now they're, in a man, now, now they're in a men's league. You get to see them playing against people outside their age range. It's not age group football. Bailey is only 16, an interesting one. It's not often a young boy gets to play for Scotland on a Friday afternoon in Spain then comes back and makes his Rangers debut on a Saturday. So what a weekend for that young man. He's at the starting blocks now. Uh, the starting blocks is getting a go in the first team and then you have to go and earn everything after that. It's a pleasing moment for everybody that has worked with him, his family as well, that have been on his full journey. Uh, and as you know, folks, you can make uh, donations to our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, Super Chat, I believe it is, I may be mistaken. Uh, Holtz has done just that. Thank you very much for uh, the £10 donation, buddy. He says, rice, rice, baby. Uh, big week ahead. Looking forward to all the coverage. Keep up the great work, team. Absolutely superb. Thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, yeah, a, a sensational weekend uh, for you. Young uh, Bailey Rice. Um, let's touch Again, on. Uh, if, uh, does does that uh, ten pound potentially go into the celebration Sunday night fund? <laughs> let's, let's hope so. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hope that we are celebrating and toasting a a first uh, domestic trophy uh, under Michael Beale. So uh, yeah, that'll go into the, that'll go into the. Please speak to the boss about that one. So <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. I love this. Colin Cooper gets in touch. You've got to mention Martindale. Uh, I've got a lot of time for David Martindale, uh, Stevie. I think he talks a good game. Uh, he's he's brings a breath of fresh air, I think, to Scottish football. Um, talks well. And I loved the little snippet when he talked about Tavernier's free kick at the weekend. Uh, he was... Uh, he called him Tav. He says, I'm, I'm allowed to call him Tav or, or James or, or Mr. Tavernier. Of course, um, uh, uh, he got in a bit of, a bit of trouble from uh, a section of uh, another team support for saying Tav uh, on on I think it was a Battlefield podcast a few months ago. Um, but he's very he's highly entertaining for me, David Martintale. But that shouldn't uh, disguise what he's been doing at Livingston, which is an, an absolutely remarkable job there. Yeah, um, let's pay tribute to Livingston a wee bit. Um, first of all, David Martindale. I thought that. Um, David Martindale and Nicky Devlin, I think the Livingston captain, I hope I've got that right. Yeah, um, Their tribute and um, their pre-match stuff with the young mascot who was on with them um, using the defenders, Nick, Nicky to wear them as well in, in solidarity and support for the young fella. It was lovely to see a really nice touch and gestures. The photos beforehand, David Martindale going over to meet the wee man and stuff like that. Yeah. Listen, really well done to Livingston. Massive credit to them and I'll tell you a wee story about Davy Martindale I've actually spoken to Davy quite a few times he's a big fan of fan media and, and supporting what we do um, Davy actually organised our access for the start of the season put us in touch with um, I think the gentleman that, that does uh, the stuff for Livingston is, is a boy called David Black I hope that's right he's a really nice man and uh, Davy put us in touch with him and they organised it and, and let myself and, and David Edgar from Heart and Hand go. And we've kind of got an open invitation to Livingston um, when we want to go. So that shows you the measure of, of David Martindale and how he supports what we're doing and kind of drops in um, every now and then. And we, we talk about, you know, Stephen Kelly actually is, is somebody we talk about quite a bit because I always drop in and ask, you know, how Stephen Kelly doing and somebody that we keep an eye on a wee bit. So... Um, big fan of Livingston, they're, they're a great wee club, very welcoming for us and I thought that their um, conduct on, on Saturday and how they they um, how they done for the, for the wee fella and organising everything for the, for the wee mascot was absolutely fantastic. So 
nothing but credit for Livingston. Well done to them and well done Davy, the captain, Nicky Devlin and, and all the team there. So, yep, full of praise for them. That was really lovely to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hats off to, to David Martin and to Livingston. Um, he's, he's going great guns there. Um, okay, folks, I think that we'll, we'll touch on it. This, we'll touch on this. Uh, uh, some comments come in here, uh, Stephen. Michael Beale did touch on this. He was asked about it after the game. He says, uh, Robert Robertson, love the Union Bears, but that banner was out of order. Beale did the right thing. Uh, back him, of course. A banner, just uh, just following on from that uh, match against Partick Thistle, un- unveiled a banner saying, two trophies in 11 years, uphold the standards that matter. Uh, Beale was quizzed on that after uh, the game. He says, I wasn't surprised or disappointed. They pay their money and support the club. And when I'm gone, they'll still be here supporting their club. So I understand the frustration sometimes. I thought the right thing was done. We're through it in the cup and we won 3-0 today. We've got a lot to be thankful for, but I get the emotions. I was a fan before I was a coach. Um, yeah, slightly surprised but by, by, by the banner at the weekend, Stevie. I think he said he's, he's had a great start, Michael Beale. Um, but listen, football, as I mentioned before, is all about opinions. And it's an emotive thing, what, what Michael Beale did last week, isn't it? I mean, it, it created a fair bit of debate after that. So um, but I'm not entirely sure that that, that was the, the, the best thing to do. But hey-ho, who am I, who am I to say? But nice uh, reaction from Michael Beale on that. Yeah, look, Michael Beale is... Um... He's not silly. Look, he, he knows. And, and Michael Beale, what I will say is, Michael Beale's really supportive of us and what we do. He's a really nice guy. Um, obviously, I've, I've spoken on here before about, you know, Mike and I, um, how I've got on well with him and, and stuff like that. So I think he handled it superbly well. I'm going to be controversial here. I can I can see, look, I can see exactly what the lads are, are meaning. Two trophies in 11 years for this club isn't anywhere near the levels that it needs to be. So I understand that. And their viewpoint is that what happened to Rangers, you know, a decade or so ago, nobody cared about us then. Nobody um, nobody was prepared to stand up for us. So why should we be looking to be friends and, and make favours? That's their viewpoint. And I understand that completely, Derek. I, I really do. There's a question regarding the timing and, you know, with regards to it being misconstrued that it was at Michael Beal, which I don't believe it was. Um, I think it's more on they want to see if, if standards are okay in some places, we really need to get Rangers Football Club back to winning winning yeah. you know, domestically all the time. So it might have been a bit of a mixed message in terms of maybe the timing could have been better, maybe it could have been worded differently, I don't know. But I understand completely what they were saying. doesn't mean I agree with it, but I understand it. I agree in parts with some of the message and stuff like that, so fine. But as you say, the guys are there all the time. They, they pay their money. They're entitled to to do what they do what they think's right. It will obviously cause a lot of discussion with our support. But I think ahead of Sunday, I want to get us all united and and looking forward. And we've got look on the review and on you know fan media, the full ads and stuff. We love some great content. I think Derek, there's going to be an interview with one of the players every single day on the site. You know, yeah. so with regards to supporting us and signing up and looking forward to the weekend and stuff. You know, we, we, we're going to have some great um, content. All the players are, are much aligned. Interesting, last night we spoke to Alan McGregor off the off the camera and asked him, you know, I joked with him, I said, who told you last week that um, that, that second goal was going to stand? Just what <laughs> I joked about. And uh, he said, funnily enough, no one. But I was looking over and Michael Beale made a, made a wee gesture and then quickly kind of <laughs> went back to the bench and stuff. But Alan said... And this is Alan's own words. He thought it was entirely the right thing to do, and he backed it 100%. Um, 
Um, so you know, and and he he spoke really highly about doing the right thing and stuff like that. So I think that speaks. You know, I think everybody's behind Michael Bale and, and the decision he made in the dressing room. So I think we just need to kind of park it. It's happened, and and let's move on and concentrate on the weekend. Yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, folks, that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone for interacting with the show. It's greatly appreciated. Big thanks to Stevie as ever. Um, just a reminder, if you want to be in with a chance of winning two tickets to that League Cup final on Sunday, all you have to do is sign up to the Rangers Review. Just £1 for three months' worth of content. It's a cracking giveaway. All you have to do is head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up. It'll take you uh, two seconds to do so, and that'll be you entered into the draw. And if you're already a subscriber, folks, you can also enter the draw. You should have received an email, an entry form now, uh, by now. If you haven't uh, seen it in your in your inbox, have a look in your spam or your junk folder. It may have popped in there, um, so you can uh, put your name forward if you haven't already got tickets to uh, the big one on Sunday. Um, okay, we'll be well. I won't be back here tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow, but uh, it'll be uh, likely be Joshua and Johnny will be back on. Um, so in, enjoy them both, and I'll speak to you again on Wednesday. Until then, bye for now.